Okay, good morning. We're going to say Daf Ayin Vav, and we start at the bottom Ayin Hay. It's just a very quick recap. We saw in the Mishnah, we're we'll busy discussing over here if a woman had mumin. The question is, where were the mumin? Were they in her? Were they still in her when she was in her father's house, or was she already after she moved into her husband before she got engaged? Before she got engaged? Before she got married? After she got married? And underlying assumptions over here are that if. Husband can prove that uh, that she knew about the mumin and that she hid them from her or there were mumin and never planned on these mumin. So it'll be a mekach taud. And then the, the argument here is, did he know about them? Did he know about them? Chazaka, where's the chazok in whose favor? Is the chazok in her favor? The chazok in his favor? Is it the father's going to bring the burden of proof or is it the husband's going to bring the burden of proof? We saw a couple of answers. We saw two answers already. We had a bit of a steer in the bright, in the, in, in the Mishnah. We had a, a bit of a difficult to understand the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, you know, mommy involved when she was in her father's house. Then the father, we said, it would bring a raya. It happened from after she was already engaged, and it was his problem. If she moved into the husband's house, so the bar would have to bring a raya. That it happened before they became betrothed, and those women were there, and therefore it was a mekach That's what we made. Chachamim said, what are we talking about? A hidden woman, a woman that are galu, and la They were discussing the, 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 I think really the Gemara is discussing now more the Rabbi Mary's story, the first two cases. So the Gemara said at the beginning of the time, what's the, the whole reason of the age? Because the father brought a raya. If he didn't bring a raya, the Baal would be Nehemiah. And then we said that way around. So the first answer was that this is difference between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel. That was answer number one, two different opinions. Then we said, Rav gave another answer. Rav said, no, the ratio is where they were in the, where they found the nature they were. And the Sefer says, also, Right, it would go off to where they were. So you found them, that's where they were. Now the Gemara is going to try and bring a third answer. And then we ended up, we said that uh, there were two chazokas over here. The chazoka was uh, that they, that, that, that the person wouldn't uh, be mafais by mumin. There's a chazoka of the goof, chazoka of the mamon. The person wouldn't check his cup before he goes. And therefore, it seems to be that the chazoka was in favor of the woman. That's what we ended up yesterday. We said, Mishanit arsa. Right, if it happened before she got engaged, so we could say that the chazoka there was the goof originally that she was born with Adamum. The chazoka Adam shaped up because Adam came on, he wouldn't have checked without it. And therefore, right, and, and therefore he saw that he was okay with it. So what says Maya Marta? So what what are you gonna how are you gonna object to that? Chazok, you're gonna say an Adam mef mef mumin. You're gonna say, No, that's not a chazoka. The person would never agree to mumin. He said that's not okay. Why? Because that would just be a case of one to two. Because then we've got have echad b'makom tarti. There are two chazokas in her favor, that of chazok of goof and chazok that a guy wouldn't do in the checking first, and one chazok in his favor that he wouldn't be a fire by mumin. So it's two against one. That wouldn't be the case. V'chad b'makom tarti lo amrina. So that would be the case if it was mishenit ares, right? Ere mishenit arsa. But I can think of okay, but I should not eat ares. So what are you going to say now? Maybe it was a case of before they even got engaged. And then we're going to say, what, what can we say? We can say, Adam Bodko. he wouldn't go ahead. So another on the contrary, wouldn't be, wouldn't be accepted. Why would he accept the woman? And then in the second Chazokah, So now we could have said, maybe you have two Chazokahs, in favor of the husband, because he would say that he wouldn't do it without, he wouldn't be pious, but mumin, he wouldn't accept the mumin. And secondly, we've got a chazoka of mamon. What's a chazoka of mamon? 
that the mamar to mamar is with him. She now wants the money. She wants the ketubah. And say, no, the chazok with the mamar. Now remember, yesterday we had a situation where we said that when there was, we said, when Meir said, we had at the beginning, in the beginning of the sugya, we said that the issue of chazoka of mamon wouldn't work. It was against chazoka of guf. Remember that? Remember that? We had the two chazakot couldn't go together. Look at Rashi over here. We said, Lord, tell me, sure, Lord, as about the chazakot of guf and cloud. I feel like Makom is Encheskad Mamon Omeret Negdala Kisha. So when there's a chazok of guf, a chazok of mamon, we're going to have a problem. That's what the Gemara says over here. mamon al-cheskato. Look at Rashi. Vahamed, vahamed, hamed, chadev makom, tarti, adshloti tares, vahamecha shevi aidim. Sorry, okay, let's go back to the Rashi there. So we said, okay, vahamed tares. Now we speak about before she got married, betrothed. Vahamecha shevi aidim, shara'uba, Actually, here we got a situation where Adim actually saw it before she got engaged. Now we can't have the, we haven't got any longer the Chazoka of Guf. Right? That's, I skipped over very quickly, but let's go back again. So we said, okay, Chadu Makom Tati, Bechadu Makom Lo Amiran. But Adshel Lo Titeres in the Gemara, Hamed Haguf Aches Kato Lo Ikrimam. Now you can't use the Chazoka of Guf. Why not? Because Adim saw this before she got engaged. So a chazoka of guf only applies if there weren't Adim who saw it. And we say the, the chazoka was that a woman was born without mumin. But if we've got Adim that saw that there was a chazoka, a mum before they got engaged, then you can't rely on chazoka de guf anymore, correct? Not only chazoka de guf, because Adim came and bounced out that chazoka. Everybody with me on that? Right? Not yes? Yes? Anybody? Yes? Okay. Right? So it's a chazoka lo ikirimayma. So my ikka, so what chazokas are left over? Chazokas, and I'm sure to have a cost, Edim Kain Bodko, he wouldn't check. And therefore we would say, who? And therefore he saw it. Because on the contrary, Adrabah, we got in favor of the husband. Chazokas, and Mephis Bemumin, on the contrary, he wouldn't be Mephis Bemumin. And now because we haven't got the chazokas of Guf any longer, we can use the chazokas of Mammon. And therefore the mammon can stay. So we've got two chazokas in his favor. One, the money's in his pocket. And you want to get it out of his pocket? No, the chazokas it's his. And chazokas number two is that a guy wouldn't make feast, me pious per mumin. Therefore, if you've got anything that saw the mumin, then it wouldn't be. So if it makes a big difference when it happened. No, because we said yesterday, why does the husband have to bring the, 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 the why would he have to bring Aidut? What's the difference if it was before or after? The Gemara explain now why it makes such a big difference if it was before or after. If it happened before they got engaged or after they got engaged, it changes the whole ability to use Chazoka. Because then the Chazoka of Guf doesn't exist any longer. And if Chazoka of Guf doesn't exist, then we've got Chazoka of Mamun, which does exist. Everybody with me? Okay. So that was that. Now, so that was the second explanation of Rava. Rav Ashi brings a third explanation of these two, of the difficulties to understand the case in the Mishnah. Where the Mishnah said, if she was in Bebeta via to her father's problem, if it's Bebeta Baal, it's the husband's problem. So Rashi says, like a Rashi Amar, Reisha, when it's in her father's house, so it's like who's, put, who's making the claim before she actually gets married. And she's still in her father's house. And there's going to be a divorce and there's going to be a payment. Who's going to get the money? The father. Correct? When she's already married and she's moved into the husband's house, now there's a divorce. Who's going to get the money? She's going to get the money. So now this has changed the whole situation. 
because says Avi Ashi that Reisha when it's in her father's house. So this is the type of claim. See before where God comes and says, Manila You've got a mana of my father's in your hand. You owe my father money. Is he, is he saying you owe me money or you owe my father money? You owe my father money. Now when I come and claim something on behalf of, of a third party, it's different to when I come and claim something on behalf of myself. Right? So therefore, when and Seifa he says, because now she's the one claiming the money. Okay, so look at Rashi over here. So firstly, Rashi says like this, that, that as far as Rabashi is concerned, then we saw yesterday two possibilities. The first possibility was that Rabbi Yeshua was the Reisha and Rabban Gamliel was the Seifa. Then we saw Rabbi said that Rabban Gamliel is both. And just the case was where the Mumim were in her house, etc. He says Rabashi is agreeing like Rava that the whole Mishnah here is Rabban Gamliel. And what does Rabban Gamliel say? The Chazake de Gufa Adifa. And therefore, chazok of guf is what we're interested in. Yes, it was the chazok of guf, meaning that the, it, 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 initially we got a chazok in her favor, that the guf was a, was was a guf without mumim, right? That's the that's the, the, the principle. But now, what's weakening that? Now the reisha, the fact that we got a chazok of guf doesn't help us in the reisha. Why not? Because it's not her coming to claim the money from the husband in the Rasha. Who is it? Elishlavia, her father. Shektubat Erusin Av. The Erusin, if it's a divorce on the Erusin, they haven't been married yet, she's still in the father's reshut, and she stayed in the father's reshut. So for the money, we'll go to the father. As if she's saying, you, got a, you owe my father a mana. And therefore, the Gabe Av, where I'm claiming on behalf of a third party, my chazok of me doesn't help me with regard to a claim of a third party. When I'm coming to claim money from you, so I can claim chazak the goof. But when I'm claiming that my father, you are my father money, so my goof doesn't help. The chazok of my goof isn't a, isn't a, a, a support on a claim of a third party. When I come and say, man l'abeshelach b'yadach, Right. Love, but the, 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 the reason for the claim is her goof. Agreed. But, the, but, but to rely on chazok of goof, says uh, Rav Ashi, well, right? Well, to rely on chazok of goof, I'm claiming me, but then bring Adim. You want to run, I can bring Adim, and Adim will make the difference, but chazoka won't apply when it's not my own claim. I can only use chazoka when it's my own claim. That's the difference between the two cases over here. That's what he says over here. Therefore, the chazok of guf falls away. So in this Gemara, it's a kashi, eighty bay rab, achibrei rab, avir rab ashi. He says, but wait a second, modri bi meir. Now this is a tosefta. The mumin haruin avoy my vait avia, shala avla viraya. He says, but we got a little difficulty over here because even when meir agrees that when she's in her, her husband's house, if there were mumin, that are mumin that are likely to have occurred in her father's house, even though she's now in her husband's house. So it's still the father who's got to bring the raya. But why am I? Now, if according to Ashi, when she was in a betrothal stage, she was living in her father's house. So we understand why it was the father, because it was money, because the money was going to the father. Once they got married, the money was now going to her. 
So Rabbi and, and Rabbi, if that's the case, once she moves out of her father's house and she moves into her husband's house, her father should be out the picture, correct? Because now it's money li bayadach. I'm claiming my money, not money la abba bayadach. And according to Rameir, if there were women which were likely to have occurred in her father's house, then the father still got the burden of proof. But that doesn't make sense because once you've left your father's house, who's the money coming to? The money's coming to me. So it's money li bayadach, not money la abba bayadach. So how come the father should have to be involved over here? That's his question. Look at Rashi over here. Right? Normally we said a moment ago when she goes into the husband's house, it's his problem now. That even that the husband should, that the father still going to bring the proof. Maybe anything that should be a suffix in the father's house. That's a little bit of hysteria because according to where Ashi explained it, the moment she left her father's house is now her money not her father's money. So he says, no, no, no. So it's a, no, no. What are we talking about over here? What type of mum? What does it mean over here? What's a yeterit? Look at Rashi. She's got an extra finger, let's say. Now, you can't say the extra finger was after you were born. That, no, you can't say the chazok and the goof. You, had, you were born with five fingers and only at 20 or at, at, at 11 years old, you got a sixth finger. That's a bit hard to argue, right? So the chazok of goof falls away. So there's no argument of chazok and a goof. And now it's clear that it happened in your father's house. So now your father's got to bring proof. Your father can't bring proof that it happened after the erosin. Right? Unless the erosin happened after birth or before birth. I don't know. It can't happen. That's what he says over here. So he I don't understand. Yetaita, my raya mighty. Well, what proof what can he bring? What can the father bring? So he says, what proof will he bring? Raya deraah venifayesu. That's the proof that the father will bring. The father will bring edut, that the husband was aware of that. That he even, that they sat in the lounge in front of father and he commented about the sixth finger, for example. Then, even though he's in the, she's in the father's, she moved into the father's house, there, the father, will, even though she went to the husband's house, sorry, there the father's left to bring proof. There. And what's the proof that the husband knew about it? Okay, so Rashi was the top of a challenge to Rashi because suddenly Rabbi Mary said that women which are likely to have occurred in the father's house, even though she's now married, the father has to bring proof, which was a steward to Rashi because Rashi said that the ratio is in her house when it's her father asking for the money and the safer is when she's in the husband's house and now she's asking for the money and yet... This way, Mary was a bit of a stereo because even though she was in the father, in the husband's house, the father's still going to bring proof. We now know that it was a bit of an exception that, and the rule can still apply. Are you with me? All right, okay, let's move on. So now, we're going to bring a, 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 a Shmaiter here, a Shmaiter of, 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 of Shmuel, and then use our Mishnah. To explain it or to complicate it, but uh, we're going to try and understand how this Abiyah fits the proof of it from our Mishnah what Shmuel says. So, but also an interesting uh, bit of genealogy. I will say that Rav, that that Rav Yehuda, the the Amor Rav Yehuda, and uh, and uh, and Rami Bar Yecheskel are brothers. Okay, we've seen this before. Once before we saw that Rami Bar Yecheskel. Sort of like it says, ignore what my brother said. Okay, so Rami Bar Yecheskel is a brother of, of Rabbi Yehuda. So we said Rabbi Yehuda is also a Bar Yecheskel. 
So Rav Yehuda is, is Rav Yehuda Bar Yecheskel. That's the Amora. And Rami Bar Yecheskel will see just there in the, in the It's an interesting point. So it's not like that. I'm going to be Rav Shmuel. A person does an exchange. So I've got a cow and you've got a donkey. I want your donkey. You want my cow. So we do an Iskat Khalifin. Right? Now the Aloha is as follows. The Meshicha, right? Pulling an animal is one of the ways we do a Masek Kinyan. Correct? So if I've got a donkey and I pull the donkey, I did a kinyan on the donkey. When we do an exchange for a donkey to cow, the moment I pull the donkey and I'm cornered the donkey, automatically the cow becomes yours. You with me? So if I pull the, let's do the other way around, the grammar story like this, I pull the cow. As I pull the cow, I do mashiach on the cow, the donkey's yours, and you're responsible for the donkey from that moment, and look at me, everybody. This is the most important thing here. It makes no difference where the donkey is. Donkey has to be in front of us. I'll tell you this is the donkey's in the storeroom three blocks down. And your car, you bring your car, and I'm at your, your house with the car, and I pull the car. Even I'm in your house, I do Mashiach. The car's mine, the donkey's yours. Now, something happens to that donkey. By the time we go to the donkey to hand you our visual donkey, the donkey is dead. So what's the problem now? What's the question? When did the donkey die? Did the donkey die before I did Meshicha? In which case there wasn't a donkey to give you when I did Meshicha. So therefore it's a Mekah Taut and you get your donkey back. Or did the donkey die after I did Meshicha on your cow? And now the donkey, at the moment I did Meshicha on the cow, the donkey became yours. And the problems of the donkey are yours. And the donkey died after I did Meshicha on the cow. So well, tough luck. You, your donkey that you bought died. Okay? So let's try and just put it into perspective. Where were the mumim? Was the mumim in the husband's house or in the father's house? Everybody with me? Okay, so that's really what we're going to see now. So that's what we're going to say. Now the, the, the original owner of the para, right, didn't get a chance to actually get hold of the donkey, until the donkey died, right? Look at Rashi, the very last wide, first wide line, now they argue, when did the donkey die? The one says, after I pulled the cow, and therefore it's your donkey, and the other one says, no, before you did the on the cow, and therefore it's your donkey. And we don't know. So look back, looking back in the Gemara, so now the Bala Chamor, Chamoro Kayam Beshat Meshichat Para. So now the Gemara says, yeah, the original owner of the donkey has to bring a proof that when he did Meshichat on the Para, the donkey was still alive. Okay, the Gemara says like this, Vatanatuna, Rad Kala, and we, where's it from? From Ag's Mishnah, which we learned now, about Kala. Exactly the case of Kalukad Rashi. And says Shmuel, the Mishnah we learned now, we spent the last day and a half learning about, about the color is exactly what supports me on it. Right? So the Gemara says, Hi, color. What, what are you talking about? We learned two things in the Mishnah about color. We learned lots of things about color. Which was in the house of the, of the husband, which was in the house of the, of the father, Chazoka de Gufa, Chazoka de Mamona, Mephayes, etc. What, what are you talking about? High color. Look at Rashi. 
High milk to the Mandini Messiah. What exactly the Mishnah helps you? Right? If you're going to tell me that it's Kalebe Beit Avia, that's the Rasha, right, of the Mishnah. Look at Rashi. Rashi is still on our Amut, on Amut Ayn Vav. When she was still betrothed before the actual marriage, we saw that the father had to bring a raya. And now the Sphere of Shmuel Krabi Elazar, remember, I'm sure the Mokila betrayed Tanai. And you're going to tell me that Shmuel talking about the original answer, which we saw at the very beginning, that there were two Tanai here in the Mishra, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel. That even though she got married, that was the two machlokot, right? Different opinions, different tanaim. It would say even if she had got married already, that's still the father. Even though the nolad now, we went to we find the safek. After she's already married, now why is the father going to be? Ah, oh, she's married already. I said no. Even though the safek occurred after they're done nisuin, and she's already in the in the in the, in the husband's shoot. We're not sure where the suffix, where the moment started, was it in the father or the mother, a uh, father or the husband, and there we saw there they said the father's left to bring a raya. Behind I mean, so too in our case. It's because of the suffix, you can't go with the suffix. Hainami, lo yachzik beparat chaveru bisafek. Afagaf tashavik bishut chaveru nolad, shaykh far naset meshicha. And now, so therefore, the guy who did meshicha on the para, we say he can't take the para because it's a suffix. What's the suffix? The suffix is, even though he had already done Meshicha, and maybe the cow died afterwards, because of the suffix, you can't do it. Just like the suffix of, yeah, even though the husband already married the woman, according to Abel Lazar, the, the father still, still bring a proof, why? Because of the suffix. So is that the part of our Mishnah that's helping Shmuel? And therefore, the deal would be undone here with the cow. But how can you compare? Avamidami, it's not the same. Hatam, mighty Avraya, umefik. It's different altogether. Why? Because there, if the father can bring proof that the mum happened after the Erosin, then he's going to bring Eidut. And what's his Eidut going to help us with? He's going to expunge money, extract money from the husband. Why? Because the husband doesn't want to marry you. The husband wants a divorce. The question now is, does he have to give a ketubah or not? If the father can bring Eidut that the mum was already there before they got engaged... And the and the, and the and the and the and the husband knew about it. So after they got engaged, and it wasn't the husband's the father's problem, then the baal is going to have to pay the father money. Here it's completely different, says the Gemara. Here, if the bala chamor brings proof that his donkey had died after the Meshicha, he keeps the cow. Everybody with me? So the Gemara is actually working different directions. Yeah, you got to draw a parallel. Don't draw a parallel. The parallel the one is extracting money and the one is almost like keeping the wife. Okay, well in this case it's the donkey. So they don't work in the same way. The one is getting something, the one is keeping something. So there's a subtle difference there. The question is therefore that can't be the part of the mystery we're speaking about. So I'm We're talking over here about right? What is that talking about? When do they find the mumin? Only after she had moved into her husband. Beit Chamiya here means she's already married, right? Because now she's living in the house of her father-in-law, meaning she's living with her husband. Right? So what's going on over here? Chalib Beit Chamiya. 
Look at Rashi, There the husband has to bring a proof. And here, it would be the same argument. Why here you could say it's lahachzik? Why is it lahachzik? It's similar to our cow. Because if the husband brings, uh, brings aidut that happened beforehand, so he will get the money. But if the father brings aidut, right, the father can prove that uh, the, the woman was pre existing and he knew about it or it happened so after the erosin, then he keeps the money. What's the money? The money from the kiddushin. Remember, the husband gave the father the kiddushin money. So now the adult again is to keep. Everybody with me? We're trying to find a parallel between the example of Shmuel and the example of our Mishnah. So a moment ago we said a commie, because in Shmuel's case, if the guy's going to bring a proof that his, that his chamor was alive, then he keeps the car. And if you, in the case of the original case of Kalabaytavia, there he gets the money, doesn't keep. So we say, okay, yeah, we've got a case now. What's the case now? When she's in Beit Chamiya, the Beit Chamiya, and therefore, the raya now would be that he can keep the money. Right? The father's keeping the money. And so to the guy who keep the cow. That might be the same. So he says, no, it's still the same. Why? He says, no, because there what's happening, the, the husband has to bring the proof. And his proof is to weaken the chazoka of the father. So really the husband's the one bringing the proof against the father. And if he couldn't bring the proof, then the father keeps the money. But if he can bring the proof, then the father doesn't keep the money. He might take the money back. In this case, the donkey owner is bringing the proof. What? And he's establishing a chazok. He's that. So it works the other way around. There, when the girl has now moved into her father-in-law's house, so now the Gemara said that the husband has to bring raya, that he never knew about the mum. And if he can bring a raya, then he weakens the chazok of the father to keep the money. Here you're right that it's working in the same direction, that the owner of the chamor can bring proof that his chamor was alive and he's keeping the cow, but it's the same person who's keeping the, the cow as the person who's bringing the proof that the donkey was alive. Everybody following me on this? If not, let's go over it again. Let's go over it one more time. We yeah. try to understand, yeah, what Shmuel says about who's bringing proof if we can bring support from our Mishnah. So the first Gemara, the first Mishnah, you said, what's a, which, which part of the Mishnah is the Reisha? And the Reisha is that she's in the, in the father's house. And we said, no, that's completely the other way around. Because if she's in the father's house, right, there the father's bringing, a, bringing proof in order to get the Ketubah money. And here with the donkey, the, the, the donkey owner is bringing proof to keep the cow. He's really got the cow. He wants to keep it. There, the father hasn't got the money yet and he wants to get ketubah money. He has already got the cow and he wants to keep the cow. So one is extracting, one is keeping. We almost, okay, then maybe we're speaking about the case where she moved into her father-in-law's house. We said there, it's not the same either. Why? Because once she moved into her father-in-law's house, the ba'al, the burden of proof now is on the husband. So we wanted to say, ah, look, if the father can, if the husband hasn't got proof, then the father will keep his money. The Kiddushin money. And if the husband has got proof, then the father might have to give up his Kiddushin money. So the question is still the same. Because there, the husband is the one bringing the proof. And if he can't bring the proof, the father keeps the money. 
Here in our case, the donkey and the cow, the guy who's got the, the cow ready, he's the one that has to bring proof that his donkey was alive in order to keep the cow. So it's the same person bringing the proof to keep something, but it's not in, in, the, in the Mishnah, it's the father not bringing the proof or the husband bringing the proof and the other one who brings the proof, the money goes back to the other or stays in the other. Okay, so it's not the same either. It's not the same either. So therefore, Rav Azra, Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, he says, this is the story. Rav Nachman Yitzchak, Kala Bebeit Avia Ule Kiddushin. We're talking about the, the money, the, the wife's still in her father's house. And what are we discussing? We're discussing the Kiddushin money. Okay? And what is the story? I look at Rashi. Rav Nachman Yitzchak, Kala Bebeit Avia Ule Kiddushin. Rav Nachman Yitzchak, the Rasha helps our story. The Matil of Adrayala Av. Because here, the burden of proof while they're in the father's house is on the father. Even though the chazok of guf is with the father. The father has to bring proof. And now, right? We said like, this, that there are two different opinions over here. We're going to Rabbi Yeshua who argues both on the safer, that even on the safer, he moves into the husband's house, the father's has to bring proof. Even though the Nolad Safek Bishutot wasn't in his house where the Safek was, because already when it was in the husband's house. And when we asked the Kasha yesterday, it says Rashi, the Kasha, Lachahi, Raya, Lhotzi, Hia, Raya, Trichelo, Afla, Kevlok, Yushibiado, Shinoya, Biraya, Yaksiram. Now, the father, because it's still in the father's house, he has to bring a Raya that the husband was either aware of the Mum or that the Mum happened after the Kiddushin. And now if the father can bring the raya, then the father keeps the kiddushin money. And he has exactly the same as the, the guy who just bought the para. He's got the para in his hands, which is like the father who got the kiddushin money from the husband. And now he, the owner of the new owner of the para of the cow, has to bring proof that the chamor was alive at the time of the Mashiach. It's the same as the father having to bring proof that the husband either knew about the mum or the mum happened after they got betrothed and therefore he keeps the Kiddushin money. So here we've got a situation where the same person who's, bringing the, who's proving is keeping. Just like the father can prove that the mum happened after the Kiddushin, he keeps the money. So too, the guy who did the Meshicha on the para, if he can prove that his chamor was alive from the Meshicha, he keeps the para. Okay, what are you with me? So now we've got a parallel case between our Mishnah and and uh, and and the Gemara says now. Now, when it comes to kiddushin money, there's a machloket. The kiddushin money that's given to the father is that kiddushin money a conditional kiddushin money? In other words, if it was discovered that there was a problem with kiddushin, the money goes back, or is it no? Is it a gift without any strings attached? Because Don't say this only applies according to the people who claim, right? In the Machlok in Masechet, in in the of Avdon, I'm sure it's in Baba Batra, I think, that this Tivunit, that love Letivunit, is not a gift, right? And it only applies with guys who say that it can be claimed back. He says, no, Sorry, love Letivunit, it's not a gift. Right, even those as an absolute gift, right? Because even those who say it's an absolute gift, they would still agree that honey, mealy, when kiddushin vada, 
Whether it's a Kiddushai Bad, an absolute Kiddushin. Aval Kiddushai Taut. But if it's a Kiddushai Taut, and it's a Mekach Taut, no one's going to say, listen, guys, I gave you, I gave you, I gave you money, Mr. Father. But it was a Mekach Taut. But you know what? It was a gift to keep the money. People don't do those sorts of things. They gave the money when it's a Kiddushai Vada. And now, they're just irreconcilable differences. They're going to get divorced. But if there was a Mekach Taut over here, that even the man, the Amar, who said it was a Kiddushai, which was a Tivuni, which was a gift, right? E mighty Raya, if he can bring proof that there was a Mekach Taut, he takes the money back. And he lo lo. Okay? So that's just to sort of like, just round off the sugya, we don't think that this is, a, that this is a, only according to those people who say that there are grounds to get your Kiddushin money back. Even people who say that they're never grounds to get Kiddushin money back, they'll say never grounds if it was a proper Kiddushin. If it was a Mekach Taut, and I can prove it, then I would have a reason to claim my money back. All right? That's what we're up to. Now, glory to in the Kasha. So now we've established really what Shmuel was speaking about. On the assumption that we're talking about Kiddushin money, right? And the color is still the bait of Vienna Father's house. The glory is a kasha. Now we've got a kasha over here. The glory is a kasha from the second chulit. Machach limtzeit be'ovi beta kosot. And we're not going to go into all the, all the situations over here, but beta kosot is a part of Rashi points out over here. The beta kosot, he says, makom yesh berosh keres at the top of the digestive system, samuch la hameses. Right? You know, the, the animal has like a whole bunch of chambers. Remember, we learned this in Chulin. We'll come to the game. Please go and get the Chulin. Where the food is digested through different crushing chambers. Right? It's not like us. We just chew it in our mouth, goes into our stomach. There it yes. goes in from the mouth into, into one chamber, gets a bit ground down. It goes another chamber, gets a bit down, down, into the bottom stomach, the top stomach, etc. So now, when it comes to trafers of an animal, we know that, for example, the classic is if there's a puncture of the lung, okay? What if you open up an animal of the shechita and you see a needle right through the animal or a hole right through the animal in beta keres? The beta keres has got a double lining. So sometimes you see the hole in the outer lining, sometimes you see the hole in the inner lining. If the hole's in the outer lining and the inner lining, then it's a trafer. If the hole's only on the outer lining of the of, of, of keres, then it might not be true if the hole didn't go all the way through. Now, is there blood there? Isn't there blood there? It was before shechita, after shechita. There might have been a hole there that happened after the shechita. Right, in which case we wouldn't promise and then the animal with the shita was a kasha shita. Or was before the shita. So that's the Gemara Shalaka. This is a kasha. Machachinim said, Bobi Badakos, you see a needle that's in the through the, the, these linings. Mitzarikhat, if you see the needle only on one side of Badakos, that's kosher animal. Mishnah said, if you see it the whole all the way through both sides of the lining, trefa. Nimtsalea koretam. If on this needle is a bit of blood over here, so then be a dua should if now shita. Then it must be before the shkita. Why? Because the animal was still alive then and there was blood. So we see blood now on the needle, a little bit of blood on the needle or blood on the, on, on the area where the, where the cut was. So it's clear that it happened before the animal was dead, which means it would be a trefer. If there wasn't blood on it, then we know that it happened after shkita and like Rashi, it would be a kshayra. If you see a bit of a scabbing Right on the on the on the mouth of the saw where the saw was. It must be at least three days before the shechita. Why it takes about three days for the scabbing to form, which means that it was a trefe animal, which was already three days before the shechita. Lo who glad piyamaka. You see a hole now, but there's no scabbing over there. So now, what does the brighter say? Hamoti alavaraya. Now, it's just a question of who can bring proof. What's the proof? It's in the middle of the wide lines at the bottom. 
Now, the tabach is the butcher who came to buy the meat from the sheikhet. So if the butcher gave the money to the sheikhet, now the butcher has to prove why that there was that this that this uh, that this whole took place within the period after before the shechita and, and, and it's a trifa. He hasn't got a proof. Looks like the butcher would keep the money because of a safek. And yeah, this is similar to Chamor Shmuel. What was Shmuel's story? The donkey died. So now it appears over here that he couldn't really bring proof that the donkey had 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 died after the 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 the, guy, the owner of the para who brought the parrot who now wants the donkey. We're saying he's He left. He now wants to get his money back from the guy who brought the para. Correct. So he would now have to bring proof that the donkey died before the Meshicha. And if he can't bring proof according to this bright time, yeah, he'd keep, he'd have to lose. He'd, he'd keep the dead donkey. Everybody with me? Right? Okay. So everybody, it's a good word, I don't understand. V'yayv tabach demei, b'ayli tuya raya u'mefik. If the butcher, if the, if the, if the, uh, if the, the butcher paid the sheikhet who owned the cow, right? It's, he's the owner of the cow. He's got to bring the money, but he's got to go and prove now that this was a kosher, this, that this was a trade for animal. It should be the burden should be on the guy who sold the animal. He should have to prove to me that he sold me a kosher. Why do I have to prove that he sold me a trade animal? He should have to prove to me that he sold me a kosher animal. Agreed? If I'll buy from you an animal, you, it's your proof to prove to me it's kosher, not my proof to prove to you it was trade and yeah, according to this brighter, it turns out if we pass, if we go like we explained the Gemara up until now, according to Shmuel, means that if I paid the butcher, the, the sheikh the money, I've got to go and prove that my animals was, was I give my money back. The Gemara says no. We speak about a situation over here. You write, the guy hasn't yet paid the money. So what's the motzi mechaver lavaraya? The sheikhet now wants his money from the butcher. Let's say he took the animal he hasn't paid, he's going to pay later. And now he discovers this. He's got to, he's got to pay, prove that it was a kosher animal in order to get his money back. So said, My Pascal, how do you come to such a conclusion like this? You're making an absolute statement. Is that the rule? What are you talking about? Gamora says, yeah, look at Rashi here. Uh, My Pascal, bit back question mark. My Kamat, how do you say that? Israel and Atana did all amraya of Baal Bahamahi. If you're telling me that's always on the owner of the animal, bain who amotzi, bain who amamid, hey achushunah amotzi mechaber b'hema v'korele b'ala b'hema. Olam amotzi mechaberu mechipasak. He says because he didn't say that the owner of the animal has to prove, which is what we would understand. He then brighter said hamotzi mechaberu. Hamotzi mechaberu would mean whoever's got the money, the other person has to do the proof. So if the guy had paid him the money, and you're telling me. That the guy who bought the animal would now have to, he'd be the one to have to run around and prove it was a trifle to get his money back. That doesn't make any sense. You're telling me now it happened to be a situation here where, we call, where, where he hadn't paid yet. But if he had paid, the bride said, Hamotzi mechaveru. It didn't say, Bala behema motzi. It said, Hamotzi mechaveru, which means it depends who who's wants the money back. Agreed? Difficulty with the bride, right? The Gemara says, No. What's going on over here? 
My paske eleki atir Rabbi Rashi says it's already the assumption. Rashi explains over here that we'll be speaking about a situation over here is where that's always the way of the world. That what he meant hamoti mechaveiro means the owner of the animal. Who do you know the animal? Why? Because always people only buy uh, on 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 credit, and therefore he wouldn't have paid yet. And now the guy's going to want his money. They say no, no, no. I'm not paying you. Prove to me that I was a trader first. So, and that's how we had to explain in, in, in lines of the way that we understood Rabbi Huda Amar Shmuel, who's told us on the previous Amud, what was that over here? We had over here. We have a Shmuel Amachli Parab Chamor, Mashach Balachamor, Aparab, Lois Pik Balaparab, Mishach Chamor, Shmuel Balachamor, Lavi Raya. The owner of the donkey has to bring Raya. So comes along Rabbi Bar Yecheskil and says like this. Don't listen to the rules my brother Shmuel told you, my brother Rabbi Yudha told you. And Rashi points out over here that Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha is Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Shlaim, about Yechezkel's children. It says, but rather, this is what Shmuel said. He says, any, wherever the suffolk was in his reshut, he's the guy who's got to bring the burden of proof. And that's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah supports it. That's the, and what's our Mishnah? Our Mishnah said, when she's in the, in the, in the Rasha said, in the father's house, the father's got to bring proof. When she's in the husband's house, husband's got to bring proof. And that's exactly how Mishnah fall, uh, falls in with it. Okay, so that's how he explains it over here. And I think that this is... No, let's carry on. So, and now the Gemara brings the brighter. The same story we saw, depends where it was. The Gemara doesn't repeat the whole thing, but if it was in the, in, in the outside, it's okay. If it's in the inside, it's trade faith. If it happened three days before, etc. Et and then we say, what's the Gemara? And now he says, and now it will depend if the, 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 the butcher hadn't paid the sheikh the money, then then the owner of the animal has to bring a proof. Why? Because the safek, so he says again, but am I? But why? A moment ago, you just explained to me, it's like our Mishnah, and our Mishnah said, it depends where the safek was. And now, what's the kashia? The safek, where was the safek? Already with the butcher. Because where did he discover the hole in the in the Kosses? When he brought it back to his butchery. Right? So Vamai, Sveikab Shutabaki Jalid. So Gamora says, no, 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 already the Yahiv Tabakdamay. It's because he had already paid the money. And now he's the Motsi Mechavero Alabarai spoke about. So once again, Umay Pasca. And how do you conclude that's the case? Because it said a Motsi Mechavero. And now you're telling me. That Motsi Mechavero means anybody. It makes no sense that this guy should be the guy bringing the Mariah. It's partially that he bought the animal and he cuts it open and he sees the hole over here. The hole isn't from today. There wasn't a Mugla. There wasn't a sc- any, any, any scarring. And it's an old hole. So now, Stamad de Milta, Kamad de Loyav Inish Zuze, Loyav Inish Chut. He says, no, because what's the Klal? The Klal is that not like we said originally the Klal was that they always bought on credit. The Klal is they don't to give you anything unless you pay for it. So therefore, you had a, you you had to pay for it. Now you got it home. So now it's in your possession. Now you stuck with it, and it's your problem. Okay. So I think.